Welcome to Lisa Beats Meet episode 41. Cheers, Jimmy. Yep, cheers, some water. I'm actually not thirsty. I'm very thirsty. The curry was really good. Yeah, you're thirsty. Um, tonight's episode, we're talking about the cost of something. <laughs> what, Lisa? Cost of I guess the, the true cost of the American diet. The true cost of the American diet. Sounds interesting. Um, before we get in, believe you. <laughs> before we get into that, that's why you're here to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. No, you do a good job. Anyways, um, before we get into that, we are gonna go over a bit of our food and what we've been doing. Um, if you guys are keeping up with my life, I don't think I got fired. I'm not sure yet. Well, jury's still out in a couple weeks. They'll come back and tell me. <laughs> I yeah, haven't fired. heard anything back. No, most likely I'm just gonna get like a letter of redirection apparently um but that's cool so i'm still going into work like four days a week instead of five um and you know six <laughs> days just, oh yeah we gotta use those <laughs> they go away if you don't use them um and our food wise so tonight i made some um chickpea curry but i usually make chickpea curry with like a stew is with like tomatoes and sweet potato but I switched it up a lot tonight. I made my own spice blend, which was super good. It was really potent, like, in the kitchen, but it was really good. Um, So I toasted some, like, cumin and coriander and turmeric and um, cayenne pepper, peppercorns, cloves. Um, There was, like, a – I don't know. There was, like, a bunch of spices in there. Yeah, I could – it didn't taste the way it smelled. Yeah, <laughs> I it walked was by it. Really intense smell, but it wasn't as um, like pungent of a taste. It was really, really good. And then there was cashews. So I sautéed some onions, and I would have sautéed garlic, but um, I'm being very stingy with my ingredients, and I didn't have that much garlic. But I sautéed onions and ginger in some coconut oil, and. Uh, then I put my spice blend in there, in there, and then I put a can of coconut milk and the uh, some cashews, and then I blended it up and it made a sauce. And then I put the chickpeas in the sauce and just warmed them up. Chickpeas and spinach, but it was really good, right? Yeah, it was awesome. You should explain your stinginess, but Lisa's trying to use up the pantry food. Yeah, She's not just hoarding yeah. garlic somewhere. No, um, I mean, if you're out there and you run a household and have to plan your meals, like. I usually spend I don't know like two fifty a week Jesus. or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> Gonna bring I mean, that in. Um. Anyways, on groceries. But this week, do you want to know how much I spent? Forty dollars. Forty dollars. But you spent like two fifty on. I spent so much on money on decorations. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, that's not here nor there. But I'm trying to clear out the pantry. So this was. Pantry meal number one, and it really was not hard to do. It was just cashews and chickpeas and then spices, coconut milk, and then I put it over some couscous because I had that Mm -hmm. in the pantry. So it's really not um, like that's all stuff that you should have on hand. And then onions and ginger, but I think it could probably make it without the ginger. Can you please explain last night's supper? Yeah. Last night's, well, first of all, let me start this off with um. 
there I'm 110% pregnant because this was 110% a craving for KFC and I've never even had KFC in my life. <laughs> so the commercials work then. I, yeah, they must that's some serious advertising. Um but the KFC has these those bowls where it's like mashed potatoes and then they like cover it with toppings and then put gravy over top of it. Mm-hmm. So we had a you're such point you're like my hype man, you know? Well, like I'm like I made this and you're like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made um, like a vegan version, or I did, of a KFC bowl. So I made just regular mashed potatoes out of some red skin potatoes. I had a lot of potatoes yesterday. Um, and then put, I made gravy. So like a white gravy. So I made a roux and then used soy milk to thicken it up or to thin it out, I guess, actually. And then um, corn, just frozen corn and... I got some like frozen like chicken patties, the breaded kind. So it was like fried chicken mm. and just cut those up and sauteed it up. It was really good. Like, uh, yeah, I could have, I would have kept eating it if it yeah. didn't run out. Yeah, it was probably best that it ran out. But it was just like the definition of comfort food. Not especially healthy. Probably was, not, no. There was not much in there that was like nutrient dense. It's Sunday night. It's yeah. It's four. You it make was, it up on Monday. Yeah. Um, it went well with my sleeve and a half of thin mint cookies. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Lisa and I aren't doing the best with our Lenten no. promises. I was supposed to give up refined sugar, and I've done actually really well. I fell off the wagon once with um, some local vegan cupcakes and cu- cookies. But then the Girl Scout cookies just like knocked me down. Yeah. They well, like 100%. I really, I got to stop. It's out of control. But those Thin Mints, man, they're so good. It's the season too. You were going to put them away for two months? Yeah. And there's <laughs> something about minty desserts makes me feel um, like fresher. Fresh, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, did I just brush my teeth or did I just eat a Thin Mint? I feel, yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know. Well, on that note. You're um, off the wagon too, man. You're having a beer. Yeah, I have to. I'm cleaning out the pantry. There's <laughs> keystones and there's some Miller High Lifes in there. We need new Lenten things. Well, yeah, we're still quite a bit of moderation, I would say. Okay. As compared Cutting to back. usual. Okay. Uh, we've gotten a ton of really good feedback from people. Mm-hmm. A couple shout outs. Um, Becky, people probably don't want to hear their their full names, mm-hmm. um, but just some nice stories that. We'll share. Maybe we'll compile all these, but you know how people got here. Someone who was looking for a low carb, but um, listen to our keto <laughs> version. Oh yeah, or uh, podcasts. Uh, I think it was for some health reason. Um, and then someone was very concerned, Katie, that what your desks were flipped. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah she she was cool. Um, it's funny when like. The real world hears about like our world, and they're like, "That's crazy!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. It's it's not normal." Yeah, we've been in it, but for it's a while. my normal, you know. Like yeah. it's not it's not cool. Like a girl tried to beat someone up in your class today. Oh yeah, she came in hard, and she had already been expelled. expelled, which expelled is temporary apparently. Yeah, for busting into someone's class and stabbing them with a pen. <laughs> so I see her coming like full speed into my room, and I'm like, "No, <laughs> I know where this is going." So I like backed her out and uh, shut the door, 
and then I like opened it, but like really slowly, just like peeked my eyes through it. It's like a, it's like a, like a horror movie. And she was just standing right there. She's like, Murray, Murray, and I'm like, you can't come in here. She's like, I'm gonna beat his ass. My God. She had just broke up with her boyfriend, and I was like, no. Totally cool to beat him up then. Yeah, but who knows? So. Oh, yeah, that was nice, but I guess that isn't normal. No, uh, I don't think that is normal. I also don't think it's normal to hear like the F and N word possibly 75 times a day. Yeah. It's like, I think that's why I curse because yeah, I hear your, it so we're pretty desensitized. much. <laughs> You're not dropping those, but uh, no, <laughs> we got uh, an email f- kind of funny the other day from a nice couple, uh, Jackie and Alberto, a shout out. Mm. They they asked us if we could send them our autograph. I don't. Which I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't have an autograph. <laughs> I have to work on it. What last name do I use? Uh, <laughs> neat. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but yeah, we appreciate any feedback. And uh, Lisa's also got a wonderful Instagram where you can see all the food she talks about, including mm-hmm. last night's KFC bowl, KFC comfort bowl. <laughs> um, so follow her on there. Yeah. And uh, all right getting into it uh oh actually there was one other thing um the that there was an article that came up it was just quick um apparently in google this year last year um searches for vegan surpassed vegetarian oh way to go they went into some statistics um vegetarian is kind of like a flat line of interest on the world wide web um and it seems to be leveling out and i get it i've never been a vegetarian but i never quite understood that um, especially when I became a vegan, then I really didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, because you're vegan for health, which you're not going to get consuming dairy. You're vegan for um, compassion, which you're not going to get consuming dairy. Or you're Preach, vegan man. for the environment, which you're not going to get from consuming. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just not a dead animal is yeah. the only reason you'd be vegetarian. Yeah. Which well, I guess I get that. People also just like really love cheese. You yeah. Know I never understood. People don't understand what happens to cows too. But Yeah, they, they don't get it. Um. But we'll t- we'll tell them. We no, have. We have. Um, <laughs> Not tonight. Um, you know what I don't get is when people are like, "Yeah, I don't eat that much meat. I think it's gross." I'm like, "Yeah, it's gross. So why you eat any of it?" I know, you know? a lot of people like that. Like, ew, meat's disgusting. Today I passed around that Whole Foods fake chicken that we bought. Yeah. And it's really good. I don't love it, but it's it, good. It tastes a lot like chicken, and I remember eating it soon after I went vegan. And every kid, I mean, granted, these are high school kids. They're 17-year-olds. But they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Everyone's passing it around. No one's trying it. So one kid's trying it, and he's like, oh. No. Like, how do you do this? And I was like, what is this world that I live in that yeah. all of you are grossed out because my chicken didn't come from, it's not It's not a dead carcass. Right. And it's made of something natural from the earth that I don't yeah. know. That's you can't a, put too much emphasis on it. I've noticed that. Yeah, with just like, kind of um, be like casually. Yeah, like every vegan food I've ever given my students, I act like it's like not a big deal. I'm like, eh, this thing, I don't know, it's not that good. And then when they <laughs> eat it, they're like, oh, that's actually kind of good. I gave that fake chicken to somebody in my eighth period, and he was like, low key, tofu chicken's all right. <laughs> I was like, that's a huge compliment. Thanks. Yeah. Especially, I mean, things that are trying to be something else, it's a different ballpark. Yeah. They really seem to appreciate the things that are just good meals that don't involve meat. Yeah. Like um, a clementine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really get down with fruit and vegetables. I'm sorry. Can we have a whole show dedicated to how good cuties are? No. But They're so, del- every time I eat them, I'm 
amazed at how delicious they are. I I enjoy them and they're easy to open. That's why I like them. Definitely. I like an orange, but I will never. I haven't had an orange in 20 years. I think we talked about this. I bought oranges the other day and I was like, why the hell am I not eating my genetically modified clementine? It's <laughs> so much easier to open. My mom used to bust an orange. Uh, shell what are they called <laughs> peel, the peel off rind. in one piece and it was like beautiful and the orange that was left was perfect That's... when i do that my thumb goes like halfway into the orange <laughs> there's citrix squirting all over the place yeah all right the true cost of the the american diet i just wanted to talk about cuties uh we can bring them back around all right a true cost. get on subject here true cost. all right yeah and i have a lot of stuff here but i'll zip That's... through some of it Kind of going back to that meatonomics thing. Um, this book is great because it, again, it's focused on the financial aspects of our diet and health and all this stuff. Um, but I just came across a chapter in. Um, um, I keep forgetting this guy's name. Do you remember it? Doctor Garth. No, not him. Um, this guy is. Oh come on! Why do they hide that? David Robinson, Simon. Oh. Yeah. He's going to be on the show in March. Wait, okay. it is March. Yeah. I should email him. <laughs> I hope he's not listening to this because he wrote the book. But anyway, so a lot of this, the statistics are coming from that. But as I read a book like his um, and Garth Davis's books, some of these more popular vegan um, – there's my um again. A lot of ums. These popular vegan authors are well-researched and well-cited. Okay. And we're going to talk a little bit about Atkins later. But when you look at some health books, there are no footnotes. There is mm -hmm. no scientific data or research. It's just this worked for somebody for a minute. Yeah. Um, this book is insanely researched. So okay. I'm just going to throw that blanket out there. That, that this well, is something that was definitely set up in like a ton of research. Yeah, this I can not name some of the studies. Saying... Maybe how about I'll just put a link to... The footnotes in yeah. the show notes. So. Yeah, other people do all the research. We don't have to do that. I just don't. It's just annoying to cite things. But I'm just saying. I get it. As a government teacher and a history teacher, I'm pretty you into know, your sources. Yeah, it's this is some credible sources. I want good info. So, okay. anyways, to start off, I don't know if you know this, but Americans eat a lot of meat and it's killing them. Okay. Um. So some statistics: one in three Americans will have heart disease. We've talked about this before. That's insane. One in nine have diabetes. One in 25 have cancer. Okay. Staggering one in three, numbers. One in nine, one in 25. Yeah. And as we move, you know, we talked about infectious diseases and how we're moving away from those. And now we're on to these chronic diseases. Heart disease, diabetes, cancer. I would say that those are the three uh, chronic diseases. Those are the big ones. And then yeah. all other, not going to say all other, but most other diseases are stemmed off of some sort of complication with one of those three. Mm -hmm. That's what kills almost everybody cost though compare us to any other nation we spend i think three times more than the next nation but we spend an insane amount of money compared to any other country when it comes to healthcare. the next nation that has a comparable gdp yeah okay. well anyone um anyone in the whole world we spend a lot more than right we spend more. three times as much as the next like, country on healthcare. is that what you're saying yeah okay and the like like I'm sorry, I have to get this right. Like, if all the countries are listed, we spend the most. Number two spends three times less than us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got, got it. it. Uh, I had a different stat here that was pretty fascinating. I think it was um, all of Europe and like Mexico and Canada like mm -hmm. added together. 
don't spend as, don't much, spend as, as, we as much as we do. So, yeah, I mean, my kids do a study on that, and we did life expectancy and then health expenditures, and how our life expectancy is stagnant and or going down. Yeah, the, very that's, very small, and yet we're still spending a ton of money. On that's the insurance. issue. Yeah, if we were if we were walking around saying, "Hey, we're the healthiest, longest living right. culture," of course we're going to spend a lot more on healthcare, but. We're far from that also. So it's not working. We're spending well, money and it's not working. Our healthcare doesn't make us healthy. It just keeps us alive. Exactly. And that's even more expensive. Mm -hmm. And so there's obviously some differences we can look at. Write that down for a quote. That can be the Our title. healthcare doesn't keep us healthy. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, what what isn't keeping us healthy is what we're eating, I guess, is the biggest thing um, that is hard to deny. And I think even people who aren't vegan aren't going to say that our diet isn't what is a giving us heart disease and mm -hmm. cancer. Maybe, I don't know what some people argue that I guess. Yeah. Do you think that there's people out there that's like heart disease? How, how in the heavens did I get this? And why do we have it so much more than any other nation? They're like, actually, oh, would love to, United States. We're just super unlucky. I'd love it. Yeah. I'd like to I hear that know. argument. We had someone write in about, she said she always gets in arguments with her husband about Joe Rogan, and I really like to listen to Joe Rogan. Uh, and, uh, he kind of annoys me. Uh, I mean, I think he's pretty open-minded, but he's, you know he's, what he is? he's, he's a big a, meat guy. He's a know-it-all. He is but a know-it-all, but, but I he guess has know-it-alls on his show more. Yeah. And then he, he's very inquisitive, and he's open-minded. That's, I think, yeah. why he's so successful, because he's incredibly open-minded. But when it comes to this topic, I don't think he does a good enough job explaining. My, my guess at his stance would be, that obviously, in moderation, he seems to only meet, eat real meat that he killed and yeah. it's fresh and it's not processed. But I don't think he speaks enough on that. Um, yeah. Anyways, how did we get here? I don't know. I think the point here is, oh, yeah, what would he say? What would somebody who's out there eating meat, even healthy meat, say when you say, why are we dying more than anyone else? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just feel like it's almost impossible to defend the fact that it's it's it is our diet and yeah. it's our meat diet. It's not Joe our Joe Rogan's only it's not our eating Oreo cookies diet. It's right. Not our, our thin it, mints. Part of it's refined sugar our and KFC shitty bowls. flour and processed I foods. I will but have you know I used whole wheat flour in my gravy last night. I could taste it. I did you? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I did not use white flour. I don't white flour and white flour and white sugar. I know I'm eating white sugar in the thin mints, which isn't good, but. We don't like use white sugar or white flour in our home. I put it all over my cereal. I used to do that. I don't even know where it is. I used to do it. Oh my god! Like I wasn't satisfied if I ate like a spoonful of cereal unless I could see the sugar. Yeah, that's so bad. The first few bites, all the crystal, and we weren't allowed to get sugary cereals, but we always had on the fridge or on the microwave a huge jar of just white sugar with a spoon in it. Yeah. So we'd just go over there and yeah, and then at the bottom would be like chunky milk yeah. which was just sugar oh my gosh how did like i feel like we're healthy now but like we how did we get by you know yeah and that that speaks to the fact that you know your body's resilient yeah and if you're eating cheeseburgers and chicken and, and sugar of sugar yeah you're not going to go into cardiac arrest tomorrow yeah. um, i'm not saying you're going to die tomorrow because you eat meat um but studies do show we've talked about it a million times on here Animal foods do lead to these diseases. It's the biggest difference between us and these other countries is mm -hmm. how much of it we eat. So go, I mean, that plant-based thing or people who eat meat in moderation or like Joe Rogan just eat good meat. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's probably not going to affect them as much that's as not the what we're typical American. About. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about, about the typical, a, the average American. Okay, Joe Rogan, you're safe. Well, who knows? S- stop writing your email right now. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> um, and why do we eat more? Going back to the cost here, we're going to talk a little bit about why it's cheaper. Essentially, I mean, I really hope you don't spend two hundred fifty dollars a week That's on like groceries every once in a while. Um, you're going to scare people away from this lifestyle. If they're not. Well, I'm uh, feeding like a ton of people. That's true. I'm thinking like it's just you, me, and Bob. But no, there's seven people living in our house <laughs> at every people are coming and going. Day. Yeah, we have a lot of people on the. The campus, mm-hmm. so to say, um, but it's a it's a pretty new phenomenon that we have cheap, accessible meat in large mm-hmm. amounts, and it's everywhere. You know what? That's funny. Is that um, I made a speaker come into my class to talk to them. Actually, he approached me about um, about like he was specifically talking about animal agriculture, but the the theme was eating vegan meals, and. Um, He was like, here's some options for what you can eat. And there's like, you know, all the fake substitutes. And my my student's biggest worry was like, well, how much is that stuff? And I was like, dude, that's really expensive. (laughs) And they were like, we can't do this. Like their first question after they heard the whole spiel and he was like, hey, if you don't want to be a part of this, eat this. They were like, yeah, but how much is that? Like they, they was... Cog- they were on the front of their brains. Their little 17, 18 year old brains were like, I can't afford this diet. Yeah. Which is you, super sad. It is sad, but I mean, our kids definitely can. I mean, we have 95% free and reduced lunch. So lunch is 100% free and breakfast. Mm-hmm. But when I was 17, I mean, my parents gave me $2 for lunch or something, you know? So I, I had dollar twenty five. I had to eat what the school gave me. Yeah. I didn't, or I used my paper out money. I couldn't afford Beyond Beef. No. Um, so, I mean, there's there's got to be ways, but it's more difficult. I mean, peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a banana and some purple Doritos, you know. Yeah, that's that's an okay lunch. can get down with that. Um, I get down with peanut butter and jelly more than the average bear. I like them. Yeah. Mm, who doesn't? Uh, we eat 0.6 pounds of meat per day on average, an American. Okay. And a male eats... A uh, male over 50 eats twice the recommended daily protein allowance and twice the saturated fat uh, by USDA standards. What, but males in general? Males uh, over? Mo- males over 50. So all males over 50 are probably just all shredded with all that protein they're eating, oh, right? Oh, yeah. They're all <laughs> that's, that's the general <laughs> consensus there. It's terrible because that's, I don't know, you start to develop heart disease and heart blockage in like teen years. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before. A lot of studies of, you know, when people die prematurely or soldiers in wars after Vietnam and Korea, they look at the bodies of these men and women. They're mm-hmm. already developing. Their heart's already, you know, Has slowing down. And their their arteries have plaque in them. And, and that's why it's killing most of us. But we don't really go by the recommended USDA numbers. I feel like they're kind of inflated anyways. But... Americans are eating way beyond that anyways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are high artificially also. Uh, so we don't have to sit here and argue if meat causes disease or not. But I think we've covered that one, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, that's the theme of the show. And uh, What's uh, the cost, man? Tell me some numbers. We're getting there. It's kind of like where it all comes together. 
there's a couple different ways. We're kind of comparing ourselves to other countries okay. right now. Uh, the Dr. Atkins thing. This poor guy gets picked on in every book that I've read. Literally every book that I've read. Dr. There's, Atkins there's a chapter about Dr. Atkins. And somehow he gets worked into all of our shows. But uh, in the Metonomics, talking about how, if you, know, if you don't know, obviously the keto stuff and the, the low-carb stuff became famous by Dr. Atkins. And he died. You know how he died? Uh, car accident. Mm-hmm, almost as bizarre. He slipped on ice in his head. What? Yeah, and died. Was there an autopsy on his body? Yes. What did that heart look like? It was bad. Uh, well, in 2002, he had a heart attack. Oh. And then so critics jumped on it and said, holy cow, this is causing heart disease. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's just uh, genetics, blah, blah, blah. Then when he died, the coroner's report showed that he had a ton of heart attacks, congestive heart really? failure, high blood pressure. When he died, he was 258 pounds. <gasps> He was my height, and oh. I'm I'm 175. So so he'd be like what you looked like in college. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's kind of put a picture of that on. Uh, that's gonna be our show picture. And I was like 200 pounds in college. <laughs> I got to that point, but he wasn't healthy, and he was living off this diet. That's gotta be so stressful. That like your image, like he was selling, you know, himself. And to know that deep down inside he's lying to everybody. Yeah, he had to kind of hide himself. And I, it would be like if we were secretly super fat and super unhealthy, <laughs> we're like, and we're up here we're preaching. Like Millie Vanilli. Yeah. We're, we're a stock picture on the internet that we use. Yeah, I'm on my way, man. But I'm getting pregnant, so yeah, that it's works. Different. Well, g- going back to you know research and stuff, his books did show you a way to lose weight, but none of it was based on any scientific studies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of this keto stuff is either. And that's where it all stems from. But anyways, that was just kind of a side note. And the the point that I said earlier, you're not going to die tomorrow, but you are going to die slowly. And when it comes back to cost, if we were just going to die from a bad choice, like, I don't know, smoking can kill you pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Driving drunk can kill you pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, playing with guns, whatever, whatever things that kill people immediately are obviously a danger, but they don't they don't cause more expense where a slow heart failure obviously with better and better medicine better and better heart surgeries better and better doctors and research to keep you alive that's why we're spending so much money i got it because we're slowly dying but we're also advancing in technology and we're working on the back end instead of the front end which we've said a million times before too right like to fix a heart messed up heart they like literally take you know, veins out and put them in your heart. Yeah, take them out of like your leg, and that's crazy. Or like out of a like, didn't don't they have a surgery where they take like a pig's artery and put it in your heart? I think so. Yeah. Or a stint. You know, they put like a coil in your vein. Like and that's pretty common. It's, yeah, it's becoming just or like a, a regular procedure. Is you gotta like stop up your vein and then send it off to another vein, like. Those surgeries are pretty intricate, and I would venture to say they cost bazillions of dollars. It, and we have insurance, but then they're paying for it, and that's causing everyone else's insurance to go up. That's some and BS. It's, it's insanely BS, and it's enraging because there's almost, not 100%, but there's the, the best success by a mile that any doctor has ever had has been by changing people's diets. Mm-hmm. And it's 
time and time again, proven over and over again that we've talked about SLC in the China study where he gets this this lump of people who have maybe five years to live. They've all had heart attacks. Mm -hmm. They have literally statistically a tiny percentage of life left and he gets them all to live forever and they're still alive today a lot of them are they all moved to a lot of them are if you watch i think forks and knives was that the one that was based on the china study forks over knives we talked about this do you get it forks over yeah not and knives and spoons but anyways just spoons just forks that's that's plant-based diet just one example that's one example of thousands of doctors across this country that are having success with this but we're not and it's not it. common practice. <sighs> Anyways. That's yeah. A, and then I got to pay for your heart disease problems. Yeah. Our insurance, which just went up more than our, our raises. Yeah. I'm super cold <laughs> about that. I'm not the nicest. Well, what? About our health? But wanting to pay for other people's pitfalls in health insurance. Yeah. I mean, it's when you're in the collective, it gets a little more complicated. I'm an individualist. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't even like paying for, like, your Band-Aids. I think you overuse them a lot. We don't even have any left. It's because I I was like, he's just not going to have them. My hands look like this, so yours can look like that. My hands have more (laughs) calluses on them than yours. I get a lot of cuts from working on things. I I get a lot of paper cuts. Actually, you know what? Most of my (laughs) Band-Aids are because, like, my fingers crack around the nails, and then it, like, hurts Hurts. a little. (laughs) You have a painful <laughs> cuticle. Yeah. Done. Uh, so. The cost of health care. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, the U.S. diet's going to it's gonna cause serious disease, but it's going to take a lot longer to die. So we suffer. We live on meds for the rest of our life with these chronic diseases. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. We're not living like a quality of life either. No. Most people are like, oh, I hope I die when I'm 60 so I don't have to live in a nursing home and shit in a bag. And That's it's like, what my kids say. It's really aggravating. Cause I used to say, I mean, it's you look I, at like I an never, old person and you're like, I don't want to be like hobbling around with a cane and you are, in a nursing you, home. You have and, 100% the ability not to do that, you know? Like, just take care of yourself. You don't have to be decrepit when you're older. Like, I, I don't I, understand why people are just like, ugh, I'm going to be old, and that looks like it sucks, so I don't want to do it. It's like, no, I'm going to be like Jane Fonda. She's like in her 70s and hot and active. Yeah, like a share. Oh, shares. Not the hot part, but the active part. You don't think Cher's hot? No. Oh, Never. Okay. Well, do you think Jane Fonda's hot? Yes. She's super, She's smoking. And she's definitely older. Yeah, she takes care of herself. She does. And like, not to toot my own genes, because I'm not going to be like, my mom is super hot. Your mom's pretty good looking. Okay. Well, she's super old. I actually don't know how old she is. (laughs) But I think it's probably a good thing I don't know how old she is, because like, she doesn't seem her age, whatever she is. Like, she was like trying to get in um, our SUV the other day, and it's like, eight feet off the ground and she was like I wish she was like heaving herself up and I was like oh right I forgot you're not 32 like but she keeps it together you know she does and anyone can she's and a good idol for me to look up to it's like you can be old but you don't have to be old you know exactly. and I think it's becoming more and more understood I guess mm-hmm. um, but there's just so many people who are you know all these statistics like I just said you're consuming all of these things in high amounts, and that is the biggest difference between us and other countries. And uh, all these journals that we've talked about kind of make this 
you can't really argue it. Mm-hmm. In the back of this book, I was looking at some of the sources where, you know, it links particularly red meat to that red disease. meat man. And most people will agree with that. They'll say, oh, that's the dangerous meat. Oh. You know, you got to red meat in moderation, red meat in moderation. You got to eat the chicken and the turkey. That's mm-hmm. the healthy meat. Give your kids, you know, why white meat. I don't know. It, it was one of those campaigns. It's, it's totally bullshit. And like, how does any meat not red? Because like, doesn't it all have blood in it? Well, I mean, it's like beef compared to like chicken. Why are they? Why is one white and one red? I don't know. That's Different. weird. <laughs> I never thought of that. What, we're white meat, right? No, I don't well, know. We look like a burger. I think, cut my arm off or like a chicken be, cutlet. I think it would be red meat. No. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You don't think I'd look like a chicken? No, I think just because you're white, man, doesn't mean you're white on the <laughs> inside. <laughs> I, I think we're you're red look meat. look more like a steak? Yeah. You cut like my... Th- hmm. Yeah. Have What's you that? ever like... Yeah, like think about like your knee surgery. I don't know. The inside of you is red. Interesting. 100%. Well, more more Fact to more to come it. on that one. Okay. <laughs> um, but white meat though, uh, European Journal of Cl- Clinical Health in 2008, one of many studies. Um, this one I found interesting. Found that people who eat poultry 12 times a month, 12 times a month are 3 times as likely to develop heart disease. Just um, poultry. 12 times a month. Guess That's what the, the healthy meat. The typical American eats a month. Um I'm going to say 31 times. <laughs> it's 30, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, 30 servings is the typical American. and uh, So then they're six times more likely to die of a heart attack? Exactly. Six point. Staggering. Uh, more than six. But, yeah, so it's not really the healthy meat. Uh, okay. There might be, I mean, you, could, you might be able to argue that eating chicken more than red meat is a little bit better for you, but Is in there reality, just not as much fat in chicken? Uh, you know? I don't think so. You know how like you can get a choice of your ground beef and it's like 2080 or something? Oh, yeah, the percentages. Like yeah. chicken is just a, it's inherently it's just a lower chicken. fat. So maybe maybe the thought process is that someone was like, ugh, there's saturated fat in red meats and there's not as much saturated fat in chicken, so I'm going to eat chicken. Even yeah. though the actual just meat itself is not good for you, not necessarily the fat that's inside of it. Yeah. That okay. makes sense. Makes well, it, sense and it all me. has cholesterol in it. And again, guess what? Plants don't. Um, oh, man. It's at our house. Okay. We, we back? That was a, yeah, that was an edit. We're back. Yeah. Well, so we're teachers, and um, we have uh, an apartment above our garage, and the uh, the football coach lives there. He's also the wrestling coach. He's also the uh, track coach. And a kid just came to our door and was like, hey. Sorry, time out. Did you lose the whole podcast? No. You positive? <laughs> yes, I'm there. Are we recording now? We're back. Sorry, yes. So, so I'm going to tell the story. Okay. But sorry That's for a, interruption. Um, well, they don't know it's editing. but Oh. Well, <laughs> Anyways, um, we had a kid stop by looking for the coach cat who lives with us as his... He got he had some family issues, and he just showed up at our door. He rode the bus here. <laughs> yeah, his grandma kicked him out. Yeah, and uh, you're just standing there with bags on his shoulders at the door. Like, it was come liter- on, man. Yeah, it was literally like you see like a little kid with like a stick, and then like a like a handkerchief full <laughs> yeah. of their stuff. You know, like he was like he was like, "Is Coach Cat here?" And you were like, "No," and then he was just like, "Okay." 
Yeah, it's, it's probably like, weird because well, I have nowhere else to go. He knocked on what he thought was his coach's door, and another and then, person, and then two teachers from his high school answered it. Yeah, <laughs> and then he came down here, and we have like microphones and we're podcasting. He's like, what? <laughs> what a weird world. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, well, so we're back. Um, we were talking about red and white chicken. Yeah, so we'll kind of jump to the next topic here. But um, what was it? Typical meat eater. Uh, it's too no, cold wait. to be kicked out of your house right now. <laughs> you have to take the bus all the way here, too. Gosh. That sucks. That does. Um, diabetes. Count your blessings, people. Um, there was a Harvard study of 200,000 people. This one caught my attention. I like big studies. Um, it showed that one daily serving of red or processed meat was associated with a 35% higher risk of type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. One daily serving mm-hmm. of processed meat. So that's like a piece of ham or right. bacon, Lisa's favorite, mm-hmm. or um, red meat, which if you're not a vegan, almost every American gets one piece of at least of red meat or processed meat a day yeah 35 percent higher risk of type 2 diabetes okay and americans eat 50 percent more red meat than white meat so we say that white meat is better and chicken and turkey is the safer cleaner meat but we're eating it's bullshit it's not but yeah we're eating 50 percent more red meat we have a surging type 2 diabetes in this country now let's talk about how that costs i want a breakdown I want some statistics. I want some numbers. We're getting there. Let's. Uh, well, the get numbers are there. weird. Like, um, we per person we well the numbers I want to talk about was su- supply and demand. You and hate how... it when I get you off track. <laughs> <laughs> it's because well, you're just uh, like there's really well. I don't have a ton of numbers and they're just kind of the end like the specifics. It's right. more this isn't just about like All right, you do. I'll, you. I'll tell you the numbers. Healthcare costs us. Um, about 3.4 billion to treat salmonella related things, antibiotic what? resistance. Um, overall though, we spent over $900 billion on just cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. And in the- okay. The 3.4 billion is just on like infectious diseases that you're getting. No, treating like people who have gotten salmonella or like things like in meat that have caused certain kind of like undercooked and stuff okay um but anyways we're jumping the gun but the 90 90 or 900 uh 900 billion 900 billion dollars big three for the united states is spent on heart disease diabetes and cancer yeah 900 (laughs) billion yeah that's i mean that's almost a trillion which is one twentieth of our national debt, but that's, we didn't even need to go there. That's like almost as much money as we give a country in the Middle East. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Don't even go there. Um, so compared to others, again, um, per person, we eat three times as much meat as any other culture on Earth. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. We spend more on health care. We die more from heart disease. We die more from cancer. We have more diabetes. And we eat three times as much meat as any other culture on earth. That I, I was a little bit surprised by that. I know we okay. eat a lot of meat, but I didn't know that much. Okay. Um, and it's it's a luxurious lifestyle that we have. Most mm-hmm. countries, people don't have cars and central air conditioning and yeah. TVs in every room. And, and they don't have meat on their plate at every meal. Per person, we eat three times as much meat as any other culture. Mm-hmm. And we spend 900 
trillion dollars on the top three killers of people in the United States. Billion, but close. Billion. Um, <laughs> Nine hundred <laughs> trillion dollars. Look at that money exists. Oof, it's a lot of money. Um, so, so we also have triple the cancer rate. Okay. So we eat three times as much, but we have triple the cancer rate. We have double the obesity rate and double the diabetes rate um, than over anybody mm-hmm. on earth. And some people would argue that that's because we live longer. We have all this great medicine. Of it course, we're going to develop something because we live so long. Okay. You know, and I've heard that argument. You're I eventually going to, something's going to have to kill you. So the fact that we're so advanced and we're so sophisticated, we have this medicine that we're eventually going to die from something. So that's why Americans have more of these top three diseases. Hunt, that makes total sense. It does. But we're the 15th in the world in terms of longevity. <laughs> So, so, that's so we don't live that long. Okay. There's 14 other countries that live longer than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of these countries, including every single nation in Europe, has a lower disease rate. Why? Because they don't eat meat seven times a day. Yeah, exactly. The typical meat eater will die up to 10 years earlier and has twice the risk of diabetes, heart disease, colorectal cancer. Many who eat meat twice the risk of prostate cancer, and women who eat meat twice the risk of breast cancer. That sucks. So, but you know what also really sucks is that you're. So you said they might they're gonna die ten years before um, a typical person who doesn't eat meat. Yeah, like ten years. Ten years ago, I was twenty two. Yeah. You know? Like, so, I mean, right now, yeah, you might not. That's a seem long like a lot time. On the back end, but yeah, that is a long time. And you just, that goes away because it's something you wanted to eat. Yeah, I'll you say know? though. Like, because your diet choices, you're going <laughs> to die 10 years before you have to? Statistically, yeah. That's that's a really crazy kind of, like, really think about that. Like, let that sink in that, like, because you wanted to eat meat over plants, you have to die earlier. And I think that's going to change. I think a lot of it is, you know, I think about, like, my parents and yours, too, which somehow figured this out, but... I think my parents are more of the generation where this was just so normalized. Yeah. There was no such thing as vegan. Like, yeah. no such thing as diet causing disease. <laughs> it was... Um, it was normal in my family to be vegan, like, when I was growing up. So. <laughs> yeah, but not for health purposes, right? Um, I mean, did that come no, into the conversation No, no, it was definitely... Yeah, that was... Well, both my parents were from the medical field. Like, both my mom and dad have a nursing degree, and my dad worked in, like, the business side of... The medical field yeah so they definitely um understood how the the body worked and they both definitely understood that meat products and dairy products were not good for you mine didn't but my i mean my dad came from the medical field too yeah. he's a pa and uh salesman eventually for medical stuff but they tried to and we did eat healthy, you know. We, mm-hmm. Like I said, I wasn't allowed to have the sugary food. Right. They didn't know I was getting spoonfuls of sugar <laughs> out of the counter. Like, I wasn't allowed to eat. I mean, I remember when my mom started buying wheat bread and we were all yeah. pissed off. Like, my dad would put broccoli in our mac and cheese or something. Yeah. I mean, they were trying. I mean, yeah. they were trying, but it was just, it's, and it's still pretty normal to, to eat not meat. Know. It's, and it's still pretty I guess controversial to say that meat's going to cause cancer or heart disease or because if it wasn't, then people wouldn't be eating it as much. Right. It'd be more like smoking where it's like, I get it. That's bad. Yeah. But I mean, people still smoke and people right. 
do things that are going to make them unhealthy, but you know, they, they accept the fact that this might cause some kind of disease down the road. I don't know. But again, if you eat meat, you're not going to get breast cancer and colorectal cancer and like die of a heart attack tomorrow. You might never get any of these things. You might right. live to a hundred and never have any of it. We're not no. saying that this, your diet is going to kill you. Ergo. It's not eat meat, ergo, get diseases and die. Yeah. We're but, talking about statistics. We're talking about. Right. But, what? but if you have, if there are correlation studies or if there's a chance that not eating meat can help you avoid these things, even if that, I've said this before, even if that chance is a half of a percent, I'm going to do what I can to put the odds in my favor, you know? Definitely. Especially if it's delicious. Right. Like, like my KFC bowl. <laughs> like your KFC bowl. Um, oh, okay. I got some numbers for you. This is where it gets kind of weird. So it's not really the cost of the health care, but the supply and demand. So here's where we're, we've gone wrong in our country. Um, and it's some economic terms here that I'll I'll spare us. Um, I love from, economic but, terms. Um, I use sunk costs daily. You do say that a lot. It's one of my favorite <laughs> terms. Um, supply and demand. If it's cheaper, we supp- we demand it more, right? Right. Um, we want more of it, obviously. And there's, you know, economic theories that go deep into this. But if it's cheaper, we're going to buy more of it. Um, if it's more expensive, we're going to buy less of it. Mm-hmm. And cigarettes are an example of this. Our government has taxed the bejesus out of Except cigarettes. Except if you're me and I'm at the grocery store. Yeah, apparently. It's like the top shelf of like, everything. What? What are we, There's we like a this? choice of like two ninety nine bread and four ninety nine bread. And I'm like, oop, got to get that four ninety nine. It's probably better for me. It's got to be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's wrapped in gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, cigarettes go up. Apparently, uh statistically if cigarettes go up 10 percent um smoking goes down about 3.5 percent okay you know some states where cigarettes like new york are 14 bucks a pack it's worked less people are smoking yeah um so so I meat mean, should cost like really expensive or Maybe just, it just be cost- its real cost yeah <laughs> and that's the problem is it's not its real cost in this country um so when it comes to meat and dairy we have an economic problem we artificially Keep these prices low. Um, we deflate. We deflate, yeah. Um, give you some examples. Adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, so regular today's money. Ham um, is 48% cheaper and steak is 20% cheaper than it was in 1935. Seems normal. In 1935, it cost you more to buy ham and steak. Um, and our consumption of all meat products is up 95% since 1935. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper. Yeah. Like, there's not many things that are cheaper today than they were in 1935. But ham and steak are. Um, it's gross. And it's not because our population is growing. This is per I capita of whatever. I think I ever got down with ham. I liked ham. I never liked steak. I liked mm-hmm. ham like sub sandwiches i didn't like like a ham steak no i never but i mean i didn't hate one never but i never liked steak unless it was covered in mushrooms but that's a different thing um so economists uh, have a way they measure how price affects demand Mm -hmm. um there's other factors there we have more of a disposable income in america today we have you know that that stuff's getting cheaper but we actually have more money to spend and that it becomes more normalized. It's in our restaurants. It's in our grocery stores. It's in our school lunches. 
Um, but the term who's like the famous economist? Keynes? No. Keynesian. Keen. Yeah. 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 Keynesian theory and. Yeah. What's the Keynesian theory? <sighs> is this like Maynard Keynes? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, you're really throwing me off. Sorry. Right sorry. Um, elasticity of demand. That's okay. An economic. Term. The elasticity of demand. How? Far can we push demand based on the price? Is that what you're going to talk about? Uh, yeah. That's a, there you go. Look mm-hmm. at you. You know your mm-hmm. shit. Super smart. Um, if it's super elastic, that means its price changes will greatly affect its demand. Mm-hmm. If it's not elastic, price changes won't affect its demand. Right. Um, like an inelastic example would be insulin. Right. Or something that you need. That's like like a- some of those drugs that people are like the remember the EpiPen. Yeah. Like, you don't have an alternative. The demand stays the same regardless of the price. And it's based on lack of alternatives. Yeah. If there's nothing else out there, you got to pay for it if it's something that you need. Whereas Coca-Cola is super elastic because obviously- You hike the price, less people are going to buy it. Yeah, you're going to go buy Pepsi or something else. Um, So 419 studies as of two years ago- um, show that the price of meat and dairy is um, pretty elastic. So about 0.65% elasticity rate. So a 10% price change in meat or dairy would cause a 6.5% consumption change. So we would consume it less if it mm-hmm. went up in price. Uh, the But we consume it more if it goes down in price. Yeah, so I think the, could, the, the argument here... More than 6% or is the... Is the percentage the same up and down? What do you mean? I guess no one's tested it the other way. Like, Oh, if we lowered the price? Yeah. Well, th- that's the problem here. It's artificially low. Okay. Um, Can't go any lower. And the demand is artificially high. So mm-hmm. we've talked about this. We had a podcast. Through like contracts and stuff? The price? No, like the demand because you said it's artificially high. Are the you demand saying- is artificially high. Um, arguably because of, remember like the food checkoff programs? Yeah. Like we are raised with magazine articles right. and things on our walls and our cafeterias and got milk commercials. Like, so the, the, the demand in that sense, aside from economics and money, is there because it's just ingrained into our brain. So we're not taking in advertising and that influence um, when we're talking about elasticity then? No, 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 no. Okay. That's just price. Okay. Um, but... Excuse me. The price is also low because of productivity. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a podcast um, about the cost of meat. It was, it was like five or six ago. I think it was 35. And so we don't need to get into that. But meat is artificially low priced. Go back to 35 if you don't know why. Um, but Spoilers alert. It costs a lot. <laughs> yeah. Part of it is because our, that would be my podcast. our standards of humanity... Or humanity, humane, and how we treat the animals mm-hmm, are low. Are low. They're getting lower and lower. So mm-hmm. we're we're cranking these things through the factory. So it's not necessarily that we, we are subsidizing this stuff, but we're also producing it at a at a faster rate because we care less and less about the well being of mm-hmm. certain animals. Okay. Um, so or like the quality of the meat. And that's why it's getting cheaper too. Okay. Um, so it's bad. So uh, the cost of what's killing us. And making us spend nine hundred million dollars, billion dollars, 
is just going down, down, down. Yeah. But our healthcare costs are going up, up, up. Up, up, up. And a couple other things, uh, <clears throat> literal shit. Um, there's fecal matter in most meat. Mm-hmm. Um, salmonella, these E. coli. Listeria. Um, and these things are getting into your body, whether you know it or not, if you're eating meat. Um, antibiotics. And that stuff gets on vegetables, too. It does, actually. It's That's funny that BS. people are like, oh, what about Chipotle or vegetables and blah, blah, blah. They didn't, didn't come, come from, from broccoli. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was near the meat. And that costs money. Um, MRSA, staph infections. They cause pneumonia, bad. blood poisoning, heart valve infections, death. Um, and we have this insane resistance to antibiotics now because of how much antibiotics are in our food. We just talk about this in class. Superbugs also. And India is apparently really bad. India is really bad for um, pres- prescribing or not prescribing. Like People are actually taking antibiotics way more than necessary. But uh. that's not necessarily... Um, the United States problem. Our problem is that we are ingesting antibiotics through our animal products. That 80% of antibiotics is coming to you through an animal that you're eating or drinking its milk from. Yeah. 28 million pounds of antibiotics are consumed by our farm animals, mm-hmm. and we consume 7 million pounds. So that's. So that would be 80%. How much 20%? more? Four times more. <laughs> um, <laughs> Four times more our animals are. So anyways, but we're getting it. Mm-hmm. We're getting it through our animals. And as much as we, some people say like, oh, by the time I eat that meat and cook it, I'm not getting that. But again, I'm like, so you are. You have to cook your meat to get rid of the E. coli, the salmonella, the fecal matter, mm-hmm. the antibiotics, and my fake chicken is disgusting. Amen, brother. <laughs> like, that's just. Uh, but anyways, it's bizarre. Um, so the cost back to the numbers, which you already spoiled earlier. But um, studies show <laughs> the cost of healthcare: um, three point four billion for salmonella-related treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that one was worldwide. But antibiotic resistance, um, some studies have shown, cost us about forty-seven billion dollars. And that's getting worse. I actually listened to a podcast that was just strictly about antibiotics and they said that this is that's going to be like how we die you listen to other podcasts yeah i listened to like what we should know or something i don't know and it's represented that well (laughs) it's like it's like everything you should know i think okay but it's funny because there's two guys on it and they have like banter back and forth and in my head i'm so like conceited and i'm like me and jimmy are so much cuter (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they were talking about how the antibiotic uh, resistance to antibiotics and superbugs, not even superbugs, just regular old bugs, um, is will be like an epidemic that will wipe out a huge population. It's funny because that's, I mean, if you think about it, that's what did wipe out huge chunks of populations. And the thing that saved us was penicillin and antibiotics, and and then now we're just abusing the bejesus out Mm -hmm. of it, and. They're saying, yeah, the the cost of just the resistance that we have going into hospitals and stuff is is pushing fifty billion dollars. That's it's that's just a really scary, scary thought that you're gonna go into the hospital for something, you know, like streptococcus or whatever, you know, and you're not gonna be able to get cured, and that strep is gonna morph into something more severe and more dire, and you could possibly die from something that 
would you could take some pills from like a year earlier, you know? <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. Eating foods animals i mean essentially it's the animals need it because they're not eating their natural food is that it and their Manibals. conditions are so disgusting that they it's develop the all these it's the conditions they're just they're prepping for disease so they're like i just assume you guys are going to get sick and get some diseases so i'm just gonna feed you these antibiotics in preparation for it terrible yeah even like not... fish I yeah read. they gotta like give... They give them like fish antibiotics mm-hmm. and stuff yeah well, some final numbers here, um, again, adjusted for inflation. 1980, the year before I was born. Mm-hmm. I turned 37 this week. Okay. Um, That's like 10 years before me. All healthcare in America costs us $700 billion, $706 billion. Okay. Whole, the whole bill. Um, today, $900 billion just on cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. Wait, you that doesn't make sense. You just said... That seven hundred billion was the whole bill, and then you're like, but nine hundred billion on cancer. No, today in nineteen eighty, oh. it was seven hundred billion. I'm just your fact checker over here. So, okay. so in nineteen almost forty years later, what's our total bill today? I don't, I don't have the total bill. I was just focusing on these diseases that okay. um, I personally try to avoid. And condemning meat eaters for it. That we're tracing these three main causes of all Americans' death um, and the cost of it. So heart disease costs in America about $477 billion and cancer about $253 billion. Um, Heart disease is what is killing Americans. Yeah. Um, It's killing kids. It's killing adults. um, Diabetes. All of these diseases are insanely expensive. So we can do whatever we want to try to fix health care. We can try Obamacare. We can can have all these arguments um, congressionally and, you know, in our backyards drinking a beer. But at the end of the day, we should be discussing more what's causing these diseases. Yeah. Proactive things to to stop them. Serious conversations about how can we and how much, I mean, we're not trying to get political here. We don't want our government to tell us what to do, at least as an individualist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely don't want my government encouraging me to do things that are causing harm. Yeah. I don't need the government to tell me to eat vegetables to prevent health care costs. But I don't need them to tell – I don't want them to tell me to eat stuff that is causing me to I don't sick. want them to subsidize foods that are making me sick. Yeah. And pump it into my cafeterias and give it to my kids. No. And put it in my daycares. Um, Tell me I got to get a note so I can send my kids without drinking milk. (laughs) That's why Lisa's quitting her job. Couldn't deal with that. She's got no time for that. Mm -mm. Um, That's it. Could I have like a vegan daycare? Uh, Yeah. Plant-based. Well, I'm sorry. Millionaire thought. There might be. Plant-based daycare. There's definitely... Peanut butter, welcome. Bring it. Peanut butter and soy milk <laughs> we, are welcome. We don't have a sand pit. We just have a <laughs> peanut butter pit. Yeah. We'll make sure that your kids aren't um, allergic to animals. We'll have like a cat come through every week. Some uh, dogs to play with. You think I wasn't exposed to cats and that's why I'm allergic? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to diagnose you. But I that's did usually, have a cat, though, when I was little. You did? And then it ran away yeah okay well maybe it didn't stick around too long um it did i don't run away. my dad drove it out into the country That's... and left it on the side of the road okay then That's... it came back two weeks later 
Yeah. And okay. then he drove it a little farther. The okay. Next time. You just stop talking. <laughs> but most people, I feel like, are Same get as tiger. allergies because they're not exposed to stuff. So, like, when people, like, all these kids aren't allowed to have peanut butter, um, they all adopt tr- terrible, terrible allergies to peanuts because then they have a peanut and their body's like, what the heck is this? Let's go into anaphylaxis or whatever that word is. It's a different topic, but I think it all comes back to dairy, too. It probably to be does. With you. Okay. That was a. Sorry, there were so many interruptions for that one, but. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, obviously it's been edited, but we had three very long interruptions. So if it seems a little jagged, that's why. None of which were Bob, though. No, he's still sleeping. Like a champ. Just other stray children that come from the streets <laughs> to our door. That's so bad. Um, all right. Well, this was 41. I think the next one, I've been showing The Cove in my class. Yeah. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I watched it. Documentary. I want to talk about SeaWorld and the captivity of animals. I'm down for that because I... It's so depressing. Though. I'm not down for that, but yeah. I did go to SeaWorld? Orlando, That's... and I went to Universal, and I went to SeaWorld, and I went to Disney, and I really, really, really liked SeaWorld. That's disgusting. And that's terrible, but it is. It's, it's telling so you terrible. my feelings. Okay, um, that's so that could be a good disgusting. topic. <laughs> and this I, was a long time ago. It better have been a long time ago, because. I appreciate animals so much that I don't want to have to I hadn't swim seen with them. The cove. I was buying into like the yeah. We're helping animals. Like no, a zoo. So, you're not. Well, helping. well, maybe it could be like a zoo. Okay. Sea World. You're not helping animals topic. by going seeing them at Sea World, ever. No. I'm gonna try or to. Or swimming with dolphins. I'm sorry, but that's just some ignorant. Behavior people. Okay, episode 42, I'm SeaWorld. I'm going to do research. I've seen those commercials. They make my heart warm. Now they have their SeaWorld I'm, jackets. And they're I can't all believe how dumb dolphins. you are right now. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Uh, well, 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 we'll see how it goes. I'm going to get so heated. There's like nothing that gets me more upset than like the exploitation and abuse of animals. I'll, we'll censor that one for the children. <laughs> all right. Okay, so 42 coming up. 41, Jimmy's favorite number. Yep, quarter also, nickel diamond penny. The uh his age. His birthday is this weekend. If you want to wish Jimmy a happy birthday, he's going to be 42. Yeah, he can send me beer. He'll give no, me my address. That's against your Lenten. You're really bad. I'm drinking it in May. Okay. Um, but yeah, you should wish him a happy birthday. It's this Sunday, March 11th. And check out my Instagram for all the food that I make. You can check out my pantry meals this week because, <laughs> as I said before, my grocery bill is usually $250, and this month or this week it was $40. So we'll see how far $40 goes. Tomorrow night's dinner is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> no, I used all the jelly. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Peanut butter we and have some, banana. Like, some pepper jelly. <laughs> oh Awful. Alright, we gotta go. This is a long day and a long podcast. So uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe and rate us, and we'll be back soon. Tell your friends. Goodbye.